Giving Credit is a podcast giving those making a difference their credit. On a weekly basis, we'll be interviewing parents, tech CEOs, financial experts, kid entrepreneurs, and others to learn about credit, education, financial literacy, and building wealth equity. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to our latest edition of Kitty Credit's podcast, Giving Credit. I'm really excited to be here today with two amazing women who are our newest partner for Kitty Credit. So Julie Scotland and Pauline Rotetta, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Yay. So I'd love for you to, I want to hear your individual stories as much as I want to hear about the amazing work that you're doing with Posito. So Pauline, do you want to lead us off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. So my story starts, you know, more than 30 years ago. I was, uh, I grew up abroad. I was born in Argentina and lived there for, you know, the first half of my life. And I actually moved up to the U.S. to go to high school. Um, And that was, you know, speaking of credit, that was really because the Argentine government was a bit of a disaster and has been ever since. And um, our credit uh, sort of exploded. You know, teachers weren't getting paid. Anyways, long story short, my parents thought that the U.S. educational system was a better bet. So we came to the U.S. to high school on scholarship and uh, I ended up going to Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. I studied engineering there and um, had a really uh, a great time there um, and ended up falling in love with the world of finance after my junior year when I did an internship at Goldman Sachs uh, and then decided to start with BlackRock. It's a very big investment management firm in New York and now global. But I started with them right after college and worked at BlackRock for nearly 10 years, um, half of that time within the Latin America business, helping to build up an investment manager across all of the different countries in Latin America. It was super fun uh, going around Brazil, Chile, uh, Mexico, you name it. Wow. You know, I've talked to their government. And, uh, and then the second part of my time at BlackRock, I was an investor. Uh, looking at different investment opportunities so that pension funds and insurance companies uh, could get a really good return on their money and ultimately help people like you and me uh, have the right um, returns on their investment portfolios. I was really inspired to start Pasito late last year. And that's actually the you know, what really led me to Julie and led me to ultimately founding the company. And she'll tell you a little bit more about what we're doing. But um, my story around that is that I went to stay with my older sister who had uh, just given birth to my niece, Sophia. And while I was with her, I, she asked me to stay for a couple months and just help her out with childcare. She, um, you know, I got to see just what it was like to be a parent, first of all, you know, changing diapers and all, all that, that was real fun. Um, <laughs> but also uh, all the different financial decisions that she needed to make as a new parent. I mean, it was completely overwhelming, everything from hospital bills coming in all the way to selecting life insurance for the first time, you know, those are big decisions and you have to do them while you have, you know, a child that won't go to sleep at the times you want. 
or two and, you know, you haven't slept in weeks. So it was pretty eye-opening and I was really inspired to help people like my sister uh, find a path to financial wellness. And that's ultimately what led me to, you know. Wonderful. And I, I love that your story starts as an immigrant story. My mom is from Thailand and came here for college. And it, I wonder also how much that plays into, you know, the, the lack of awareness or knowledge that a lot of immigrants have when they come to the States about what credit means and how you get credit and how you take care of your finances here differently than you would have in your own countries of origin. Oh, yes. Um, I have a lot to say about that. I also have an immigrant husband. He just moved to the U.S. two months ago. So we're in the process of building up his credit. And as you know, that is a process. So happy to chat through that. Um, But I'll let let Julie introduce herself as well. Wonderful. (laughs) Thanks for that, Pauline. Um, So I'm Julie and I'm the co-founder and CMO at Pasito. a little bit about my background. I was actually born on the East Coast, a little state called Delaware. <laughs> and, uh, but I grew up in the Pacific Northwest in Portland, Oregon. And I went to school in LA at Loyola Marymount, studied communications there. Um, and I actually spent some time abroad um, during college as well. So I was in Italy, which was amazing. And my career has been a long one at the intersection of marketing and technology and startups and uh, most recently parenting. (laughs) So (laughs) I had my first little one, uh, Mary. She joined us during the pandemic. Oh my gosh. Um, Yes. (laughs) I have a quarantine baby and uh, I'm a pandemic parent. Um, And during that time, you know, I really thought about, you know, with my experience in startups, uh, how could I use it to help parents? Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I did a lot of calls on virtual mommy groups. We were all stuck indoors, but thank goodness we had that um, because I made a lot of good friends through that and just hearing what everyone was going through was, was really, you know, I'm sure everyone listening felt it. It was, it was a really hard time for everyone. Um, so anyway, I actually joined my local public health advisory council and, uh, the goal was to find out, you know, what are the things that parents in in the local community, what do they need the most? And the thing that kept coming up over and over again was uh, financial resources, because if you have that, you have access to all these other resources. Um, And when I started looking into uh, solutions there, that is how I found Pauline. And I think it was meant to be. It was was very exciting that we found each other. And and that is how we partnered together for Pasito. I I love it. And And I love that you say it was meant to be. And Pauline... The fact that you fell in love with finance, that's, I'm not that person at all, <laughs> completely transparently. But when you were talking about why you both started and founded this company, I mean, as you're thinking about those bigger financial things, they have so many implications because I'm even thinking like, wow, what, I mean, my daughter's 13 now, but when she was born, the choice between, um, are you going to use any formula or not? And how expensive is that going to be? Or are we going to use cloth diapers and how much is the diaper service versus using disposable diapers or doing other methods and all of those things really add up. And so figuring out what your finances are foundationally can really help set some of those smaller day-to-day decisions, I think for parents. So what, 
exactly does Pasito do? And how do people engage with the product? Yeah, so I, I'd love to talk about that if you don't mind, Pauline. Come <laughs> in. All right. <laughs> so um, really our, our core mission is to deliver an overarching financial wellness to families. Um, you know, as, as we both said, it's re we're really passionate about it. This is very personal to us. Um, and fundamentally, um, we believe that if we can support parents, you know, they are the foundation. These families are the foundation of our communities. Um, we support parents and they can then support their children to be happy, healthy, safe human beings. And, you know, that's the future generation. So um, we're very passionate about that. And we are initially focusing on solving the childcare equation. Ooh. So we've, <laughs> yeah, um, we've, we've talked to parents and what we hear over and over and over again is that long-term goals, investing goals, mm -hmm. they seem like a pipe dream at this point because they are so like just overwhelmed with the cost of childcare and just what a burden and weight that figuring that out has become. Mm. Um, so, you know, we've, we've had moms tell us, you know, staying in the workforce seems like a luxury um, because of how expensive this is. People telling us about how childcare is more than their mortgage. Um, wow. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> and, and that's not a one-off, you know, conversation. We hear that over and over and over again. Um, and, you know, so the ultimate goal is to deliver financial wellness um, mm -hmm. as a whole. Um, but right now we're really focused on developing tools to help modern families make childcare work because it's just not at this point. Yeah, well, and I know during the pandemic, a lot of childcare closed not to reopen. They're, you know, I don't, I think the issues got worse in so many ways and so how, how do you help find solutions to solve for this big issue, which. Yeah. So right now, actually, <laughs> it's a great question. Uh, we are actually working with companies now Ooh. to help them get access for their employees through benefits um, to help alleviate this burden. And um, we actually also have some programs in place so that parents can get um, access to important financial information. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, some things on our site and resources, whether it be, you know, uh, we have some workshops and we have uh, financial nudges that they can check out. And those are basically advice at different stages of the parenting journey um, of what kind of financial decisions they should navigate and think about and, and ways they can save. So, um, so that's what's available right now. But yeah, the, the big way they'll be able to get the access is through employers. That's so beautiful. I just read an article yesterday, I think, that talked about Olympic athletes and how there's a track star who worked with one of her sponsors to help fund mom athletes with childcare yeah. so they could still participate in the Olympics. It's Love It takes that. innovation on so many levels. And you're really, I just baffled that people haven't been trying to solve for this before, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I know, I know, right? It seems like an obvious thing that, that we would wanna do. Um, it and, does. And isn't it amazing that we have, you know, the Olympics make so much money 
And yet an individual athlete had to work with a brand to set up a fund to help support the athletes that are, you know, attending it. So. Yeah. I was going to say something similar, right? It, it does seem so obvious, but if you look at, you know, uh, companies that fintech companies, uh, financial technology companies that have been built, they have not been built by women and they have not been built by minorities. Um, and, you know, the companies that have gotten funded over the past 10 years, they are, um, you know, not being built by underrepresented founders. So I think what's super exciting about this moment in history is that all of these issues of care um, and the care economy are now coming to light. But on top of that, we're getting the support of uh, investors uh, who now believe it's a problem and they're willing to fund it. So I think it's, um, you're going to see a lot of new uh, ideas and a lot of new companies focused on the space uh, and hopefully, you know, delivering a lot of help to parents who really need it. Yeah, wonderful. So this is what you're doing currently. And then eventually you'll be adding, you said, you'll, you have some courses and some nudges and some financial worksheets and planning and resources that parents can also activate. That's right. Yeah. So we're thinking about uh, sequentially adding different tools and products that uh, can help a family plan holistically um, and ultimately achieve financial wellness and the definition that they have for themselves. Wow. I do feel like it's a perfect storm of both of your skill sets and your passion areas with your careers to solve this dilemma and to create something new and a new dichotomy in the world. But I'm going to take you a little bit back. And this is a maybe a fun or quirky question. What was your first job? <laughs> well, um, let's see. My first job uh, was... When I first got to high school, I worked at the front desk uh, of my my school, and I had to be there on weekends because uh, I was a person that the parents called when um, they didn't know like where the lacrosse game was or you know <laughs> where they had to go, and I was you know the person because the secretaries didn't want to work on the weekends, so it was an amazing job. Um, it you know funded my ability to like do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> this was, you know, boarding school at the time. So um, that was my first kind of sort of student job. But the first one that I had in the summer uh, was, I think, even crazier. I, um, I worked in one of those food stands, you know, um, like the what's now a food truck, but it was just less trendy back then. And it was a truck that made uh, sausage and peppers. And so I just remember chopping onions oh, no. <laughs> for hours. It was like, and then I remember also cleaning just the grossest pans. Uh, such good times. <laughs> How long we've come. Yeah, exactly. Julie, what about yourself? Uh, well, my, my first kind of short-term job in high school was taking money uh, at a parking lot for the county fair. <laughs> So it was like a friend called and said, hey, I've got the short term gig. Do you want to help out? And uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting uh, introduction. I was so excited to be making some extra cash. But um, my first job, like full time job, was working as a receptionist at a 
kind of this like punk rock hair salon. Cool. <laughs> um, so that was pretty fun. We had good music going all day and we actually served beers to customers. Okay. And <laughs> I love, I'm throwing that question in there because I really think it's interesting to see how that shapes our decisions or what our jobs are or what jobs we don't want to take. Uh, right. But those first jobs are so informative in terms of like, you know, you want to make some money, whether it's because you have a goal or just to have cash in your pocket for to spend on clothing or whatever. Um, and then I, I feel like it does play into our future, you know, finance and credit worlds. So um, if you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, thinking about the world of like finance and credit and knowing what you know now, what would that be? For me, it's just learning about it. Um, it sounds so basic, but I think we all have, at some point in time, we sort of pick up an understanding of the fact that a credit score exists, right? But um, it's not until you really need to that you dive in to learn what it's composed of, who gives it to you, why it changes. And, you know, if you're looking at it because you have to, it's way too late. Mm. Uh, so um, my advice is really, you know, take the two hours that it takes to learn really early on, you know, hopefully when you're in high school or in college so that you can make the right decisions from the get-go because correcting is actually a lot harder than it is to get it right the first time around. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with Pauline. And I will add that I really wish I had been using an HSA from the beginning whenever it was available. <laughs> yeah, that, the discussions are always so interesting because I don't feel like... I mean, maybe there's a small percentage of people who grew up knowing about finance and credit, but I could see implications for what Pasito is going to be offering and what it currently offers in, you know, with hospitals when parents are going through their baby classes um, together, or even in home ec, if that's still offered, I might be aging myself, <laughs> like when you're in high school and you're learning some life skills, right? So you should also know those life skills are not just important if you're going to become a parent, right? You still need, you need to know about life insurance and all these things for yourself personally. And then like you said, Pauline, like with your credit score, once you know that you need to start looking at it, it's too late. It's almost the same thing, right? With everything else. It's like, you need to actually be thinking about setting up this foundation early, early on. So that by the time you get to become a parent, you're not scrambling and worrying as much. Yeah, I totally agree. It's such a shame that actually in the U.S. it's not required curriculum in high schools or in colleges. And it really should be. I mean, personal finance is so pervasive. I mean, it impacts everything. It impacts what jobs you can take, you know, what you can study. Um, so I definitely think it should be. But the, the resources are out there and learning about it, you know, is possible. Um, and hopefully Pasito will soon play a part in that. Um, the other thing that I think people you know, get wrong a lot is just not investing early enough. And that can really impact you over a long period of time. Um, there's some amazing graphs. You can see people who started investing in their early 20s mm -hmm. and those who have started investing in their early 30s for retirement. And, you know, the difference in what you'll have at retirement is worth millions. So 
Um, it's definitely, you know, just like the credit score thing, um, learning about it before you need to know really um, is going gonna, is gonna to set you on the right path. Mm-hmm. Julie, anything you want to add there? No, I, I just completely <laughs> agree with Pauline. And uh, yes, on the investing, I mean, you know, I think about it and I was very lucky in that my parents from when I first started working said, you've, you've got to max out mm. your 401k, like just save as much as you can. And um, it, it made a huge difference. And, you know, when I met my husband, I talked him into doing it. I said, max out your 401k, your company, get, you know, get that match. And uh, it, it just is amazing to see the difference. And I think about that, you know, often actually, you know, what, what should I be thinking about adding to now from an investment and savings standpoint? Um, keeping finances top of mind, like, you know, setting a date to actually think Mm -hmm. about it at least, at least monthly, um, if not more. So. Well, that's some really good advice there that I probably need to put on my to-do list, (laughs) my calendar. Um, And you you both actually have segued perfectly into my next question, which is if you had a hundred thousand dollars right now, what would you do with it? Um, well, we don't really have a hundred thousand dollars because we've invested it to build the CEDA. Yeah. Um, but if I had a hundred thousand dollars, um, I think what I'd try to do is buy some rental properties. Um, I'm a really big believer in building out diversity of income. So your job should be the only income that you have. Um, you know, you can supplement that with investment income, but also with passive income from, for example, rental properties. Um, And what's amazing about them is that there's some great tax benefits to doing it and, uh, you know, which can help you to reduce your tax bill. And, um, you know, you can participate in appreciation of, you know, the housing market in the U.S., which, um, you know, in in the long run has has always been uh, pretty good. And, you know, can serve as a, you know, different retirement pool. So that's what I would do <laughs> if I had a hundred K, but I don't, I don't have that right now. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just do whatever Pauline tells me to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Get, getting some golden nuggets right here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Well, so you obviously, you know, you're not teaching your kids about credit and finance yet because you have a new one and Pauline, you have a beautiful niece, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think that your children and your family members are already off to a great start having the two of you in their corners. Um, Cause you're going to, you know, it's, it's so great to see that because not only are you putting something out into the world for other people's families, but you already have so much knowledge that you can share and advocate for your own family. So it's really beautiful. Thanks. I hope they don't get tired of us. I mean, like we talk about it all day long. I know. (laughs) I love that. Well, so what is next and how can our listeners find you and sign up for your mailing list or get involved with some of the resources that you're going to be offering? 
Yeah, so um, they can, the, everyone here that's listening, um, check us out on Instagram at Pasito Parents. And um, our website is joinpasito.com. Um, that is the best way to find us. Again, we are working with employers. So if you work at a company who loves to provide benefits for for you know, employees and, and specifically families, you know, we're happy to talk to them and awesome. make it better. <laughs> Great. Is there anything else that you'd want to share with our audience today? The Pauline, I can see you. <laughs> you look like you're, you're ready to say you on the spot. <laughs> I know I'm thinking, um, well, you know, I, I was really, really happy to, to come across you guys. Um, I think Kitty Credit is a phenomenal platform, truly. Um, you know, as, as someone who moved to the country with very little context and no family around, mm -hmm. it was really tough figuring out, you know, all this um, credit stuff uh, and, you know, setting myself up in order to, um, you know, have the right credits for later on. It seriously impacts so much of your life. I mean, um, Refinancing your student loans, oh, gosh. the yeah. cost of um, a house. I mean, all of these things are so linked to your credit score. And I think what you guys are doing to help uh, children, especially understand this from such an early age and make it almost like second nature is really, really important work. And I do hope that a lot of parents uh, can give their kids access to kitty credit because uh, I think the world will be a much more equal and much more fair place um, if we can have uh, kids understand credit early on and not get taken advantage of by the financial institutions. Absolutely. Well, I'm really excited to see what our partnership has in store. So for our listeners, do check out Pasito, joinpasito.com. And also we'll be making some announcements around some partnership opportunities that parents can get involved with, um, perhaps some trainings or some courses or some other things. So be on the lookout for that from Pasito and from Kitty Credit. And Pauline and Julie, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing information on your new platform and your personal journeys and stories with credit and finance. Really, really beautiful and really appreciate you being here today. Thank, thank you so much, Monica. Absolutely. And listeners, thank you for coming back. And we'll be back again next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Kitty Credit, a mobile app designed to educate children on the credit system by completing chores. Now available in the App Store and on Google Play. For more information, go to kittycredit.com. K-I-D-D-I-E-K-R-E-D-I-T.com. Get it, credit, get it, get it, get it, credit, get it, get it, credit, get it, get it, get it.